Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Daniel chapter 10. Uh, in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long. And he understood the thing, and had understanding of the vision. Now, <clears throat> that introduces the time of this vision, in the third year of Cyrus. Now, <clears throat> apparently, Daniel was not employed in the royal uh, service of the Persian at this time. Uh, according to uh, the first chapter, uh, Daniel continued on to the first year of Cyrus. Uh, now, this is the third year of Cyrus. Well, in the first year of Cyrus, uh, that's when uh, Cyrus said that God, the God of heaven, Israel's God had commanded him to build a house, you see, for the Jews. And that's when he gave the order for the Jews to return. But they didn't, they didn't many go. They really didn't have hardly enough to, uh, to build a temple. Uh, and, and make all of the necessary improvements. Well, they got down there in Babylon and, and Nebuchadnezzar and, and those fellows was good to those Jews and, they got to uh, dealing and wheeling, and, and they made money off of them Babylonians. And they had it pretty good, and they said, well, that's all right, we'll just stay here. And Ezra got a group, got some that went back. And then finally they went back under Nehemiah. See, some went up with him. So it took three, uh, three different leaders to lead the Jews out, and they still didn't lead them near all of them out of battle. Because the Persians were good to their captives. Uh, especially Cyrus. Alright. So uh, it appears that uh, Daniel had retired. And in his retirement, uh, he uh, had this vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate uh, fasting. I ate no pleasant bread. Neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now, if man's got anything to say against Daniel, he can say it because he didn't take a bath. There he was, he said he didn't, didn't bathe for three whole weeks. He didn't eat bread, and he didn't eat uh, any flesh coming in his mouth, nor wine. In the four and twentieth days now, now you see this is three more days, and for twenty-one days now he uh, he fasted. But on the twenty-fourth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hiddekel or Tigris, then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man. Clothed in linen, 
And now he's going to proceed to make seven statements about this certain man. And uh, I believe this certain man, uh, to begin with, is the Lord Jesus. It's a theophany. Uh, but now notice how he's described. His uh, First, his loins were girded with fine gold. Second, his body also was like the barrel. His face as the appearance of lightning. His eyes lamps of fire. His arms and his feet like in color to polished brass. And the voice of his words like the voice of multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. They took to the woods. And brother, when uh, uh, a lot of these, this is fulfilled, there's going to be people taken to the woods. You know, Jesus warned that that day not to be uh, overtake you, you know, and let us not be ashamed at his appearing. Even after this is over and the Lord uh, returns, well, there's going to be people shamed at his fear. And, 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 and they're going to be scared. A lot of them will be frightened. Therefore, I was left alone and saw this great vision. And there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Now, all of those elements there is to show his humility, show his nothingness, his unworthiness to even to behold such a vision. You see, now, that's the same uh, 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 Jesus uh, is seen now before he was ever born. John, in the first chapter of Revelation, looks back in his vision and sees Jesus after he had sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, and he sees and describes Jesus in terms very similar to this, to this vision. There are many likenesses. Uh, yet, verse 9, yet I, yet heard I the voice of his words. That's the Lord's, Jesus. And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. And behold, a hand touched me. Now, uh, now it's important to notice this. Uh, now, is it his hand? Or could this be another person, an, an angelic being, hand that touched him now? Uh, in uh, a few verses, there's uh, triple verses in the rest of the chapter will depend upon who you say this is, what conclusion you reach. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me uh, set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel. Now, the one that touched him, or the vision of the man. Now, you have to keep this in mind. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved 
understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Now, in verse 6, the voice of the words of Christ was as the voice of a multitude. Now, in verse 10, a hand touched it. Didn't say his hand, but it says a hand. It may be his hand. But it says, a hand touched me. And, uh, <clears throat> and he said unto me, the one that touched him, I think, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Alright, uh, you might, uh, now there's a, a good preaching verse there, uh, about a man greatly beloved. Talking about Daniel, in other words, it's a summary. Why was he beloved of God? Uh, according to the book of Daniel, uh, in the first place, he, he, he was a man of, uh, of loyalty. Only a young man, without apparently his parental guidance of his father and mother, he was taken captive along with three other boys, Young, but stood true to his training, to his teaching, to his raising. And he, and he came out of a nation that had, wasn't doing a thing in the world but worshiping idols. Yet Josiah, uh, under whom, in, uh, whose reign probably, possibly Daniel was born, but he was just an infant. Josiah was the last king, uh, of Judah that even thought about God. He uh, destroyed the idols, you know. Uh, Josiah did. He, he uh, wherever they were, he, looked, he went gunning for them. All right? So, uh, Daniel was uh, uh, faithful to him. All right? Uh, uh, in his youth, you know. Uh, and then, when you hear evangelicals uh, today uh, preach, and most of these that uh, get on the uh, bandwagon. Uh, they like to tell what they were and what they had been, take their previous life, and they capitalize on their sins, uh, their dope habit, or uh, their uh, manner of living, uh, before they became a child of God, see, and started preaching. And, and that is a bunch of drawing crowd for people to hear them relate that as it is to tell the story of the gospel story, you see. All right? Well, now, Daniel would have been deprived of being a man like that. He, he wouldn't have fit in that class. From a youth, he's like Timothy. From a youth up, he had known the Holy Scripture, you see. He, he was, uh, he was very, uh, I mean, he didn't have no, uh, big, uh, story to tell that was sensational. He didn't capitalize on that. Uh, but he was, he was faithful, he was humble, see. Uh, when he interpreted the dream, when God gave him the dream, why, he, he said, uh, he gave all the credit to God. He said, uh, I, I don't know. Give me time. Yeah, he, he promised him he would. But he didn't know the answer. But he believed God, see. And when, uh, uh, the kings 
But when Nebuchadnezzar said, whoa, here, take this, I'll give you the, uh, I'll put a, a gold chain about your neck, you know, and I'll give you all the uh, scarlet uh, robe and, and give you a place of honor. Why, he told old Belshazzar, he said, you take that and, 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 and relish in it because, brother, tonight you're in. He didn't care about it. He says, keep it. And um, and then up here in verse 8, where he said he, he was nothing but corruption in the sight of God, see. So shows uh, his humbleness. Then he, he, he was faithful. He was faithful to Nebuchadnezzar. He was faithful to Darius and Belshazzar. Or, uh, now, uh, when, when Nebuchadnezzar asked him, he said, give me the meeting. Well, when he found out what the meaning of those dreams were, why, now, if Nebuchadnezzar wanted to, he said, now, what are you, you gonna tell me I'm gonna eat straw? You gonna tell, step down and tell me that my, somebody gonna take my kingdom away from me? And man, he could just with one, one statement have his head taken off, see. But he was faithful, he, uh, he was faithful to Nebuchadnezzar because he asked him what he wanted. He was faithful at the, at the danger of losing his head. And then, at the same time, he was faithful to God. He uh, purposed uh, not to take any uh, of the wine and of uh, the meat that had been offered to sacrificial animals and so on, see. And then uh, the book of Daniel reveals that he was a man of prayer, you know. How he prayed in the beginning of this chapter, well, he prayed for 21 days. And then he continued three days more. And then he, he sees this vision and and in a few minutes, why well, it'll will come. You, you see the end. But now he says, "Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words." But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. See, that was at twenty-one days. He had prayed, but he didn't get no answer. He continued to fast. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now that's the reason why I believe this verse, from what, uh, what this one that touched him. And the one that told him, he said, Now, now your prayer was heard the very first day. Well, he kept on praying for 21 days. Yet God answered him the first day and sent this angelic being to give Daniel the answer, to let him know that he'd heard. But he ran into some more angels. The wicked angels. The angels of Persia. And they withstood it. Now, if you say that, that this same image up in verses, uh, uh, six, verse five and six, it, which is a description of Jesus, and I believe it is. Alright, then if you keep Jesus being the same actor, all the way to verse thirteen, then you've got Jesus handicapped by evil angels. 
And there are people that say that the will of God can be hindered, can be thwarted, can be set aside. That's preached today. Well, I don't believe, uh, and uh, uh, now God's purposes, now it's possible that in God's purposes that there was a delay, and, and I'm sure of that, that the delay was necessary and was for a purpose. But I don't believe the words are appropriate to be said about a person who's described after the manner of verse 5 and 6. And that's the reason why uh, you have, when you read it, it says an hand or a hand, see? Not his hand, but a hand touched me. And then this is one now that has come that God sent to give him uh, the answer to his prayer. Now I am come, and this verse, verse 14, tells you what Daniel was praying for, the subject matter of his prayer. I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. Uh, now, back to verse 12. He says, Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. See? Uh, in other words, he's, and now in verse 14, he says, I am come to make thee understand. And I believe it's, you could add, for thy words, understand your words. Uh, why? Because they were in reference to thy people. See? Uh, what shall befall thy people in the latter days? Well, now, he knows what's happening to them now. He's in the third year of Cyrus. Two years ago, Cyrus uh, said you can go back, provided them with money, provided them with uh, transportation, provided every uh, everything they needed to make the journey in all of the three journeys under Zerubbabel and under Ezra and under Nehemiah. He made even commanded the provincial kings, uh, his uh, uh, governors, to see to it that they got safe passage and nobody bothered them, and provided them with money and and things to eat. And yet now here's Daniel, two years after that, he has this dream, this vision, and he wants to know. What's going to happen to my people in the future? See? That vision uh, that he had that's recorded in the ninth chapter, don't you see? About the 70 weeks. Uh, he, he wants, I think he wants to know some something more about that detail. I think he wants, uh, I, I think that's what he's praying about. I think that's what he's asking God about. Alright, verse 15. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face toward the ground, and I became dumb. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth, and spake, and said unto him that stood before me, O my Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me. And I have retained no strength. For how can this Daniel, 
Now here, verse 17 is a riddle if you, if you don't watch it. For how can this, how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? Now who, who is he talking about? What is, for how, here's what he's saying, for how can this servant, talking about himself, how can I, uh, how can this servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? How can I, a servant, your servant, talk to the Lord? See? One that's so much greater than he is. As for me, straightway there remain no... Verse 18. Then there came again and touched me, one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me. And said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened, and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. I think this person is the same as verse 4 and 6, the Lord. Then said he, Knowest thou therefore, wherefore I come unto thee? And how will I return to fight with the prince of Persia? And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Greece shall come. Now, now the, the verse 20 now, the man speaking is the angel that delivered the message. It's the same one that was hindered, the same one that was stopped, was stopped in the atmosphere. Now, uh, what's important about this, a lot of people won't believe this. Uh, you'll find, you, you'll find a lot of our people won't believe, uh, that there's such a thing as angelic beings in the heavens, that there's such a thing as evil angels, good angel and evil angel. I like to got thrown out of the, uh, uh, the church at Memphis on, uh, uh, Brooks Road, uh, up there one time, about, about the second time, first, second, second time I reckon I was ever up there. We're sitting back there in the back, you know, and there's eating uh, lunch hour, and uh, there's four or five of us there, and, and one of the men up there that he was pretty conspicuous and things that didn't go exactly his way, I think. But anyway, he asked me a question about angels, and I proceeded to tell uh, I, I, what I thought about uh, about evil angels. I had quoted uh, uh, somebody had um, uh, quoted or made a reference to. Uh, and Romans 8, neither power nor principalities and so on, see. Alright? Now I said, do you mean to tell me that a good angel would, uh, that Paul's got to fear a good angel for taking his salvation or endangering his security? Uh, when Paul says neither life nor death, nor things come, nor things present, and all of it, he says, nor principalities, nor angels. See? That's the spirit being. All right, uh, so, uh, and I let it be known that I believed in such things and that they uh, are still, and I believed in good angels as well, that they were angels that looked after uh, individuals and churches and so forth like that. I said, that's their ministering spirits. Well, uh, this man now, this angel, uh, <coughs> he 
he's going to return. He said, now, I'm going to finish that fight. Well, now, that fight's going to be finished one day. In the book of Revelation, you, you, uh, you read about there was war in heaven. And you read about the dragon that can take this with the tail of the, uh, the serpent's tail could drag a great host of the stars, angelic beings with it. Now you're not getting angels out of out of heaven, the angels of God. But now, uh, but uh, but Satan is cast out in Revelation. And, uh, and his angelic beings. And there's going to be a finality to that. Well, now this angel says he was ready to return and fight with the prince of Persia. And when I'm going forth, lo, the prince of Greece shall come. Now, you've got a prince of Persia here. Uh, the, this prince, uh, in the first place, was the angelic being. You've got the angelic being as the garden of the actual prince of Persia, the king of Persia. Uh, of course, the, uh, there's no, this prince, the literal human being, the king, uh, do you think he could, uh, detain Michael, the archangel? Why, certainly not. That's the reason why I believe this is a heavenly being. Spiritual being. Uh, just because I can't see one, is no sign I don't believe in one. If you had to believe everything you, uh, that you couldn't see, you know, if you had to doubt it or deny it, and say, well, I don't know, I can't see it. Well, then that's rationalism. But now he says, but lo, the prince of Greece shall come. All right, that's, uh, uh, that's Mr. Alexander, the great coming back on the scene now. Uh, but I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth with me in these things, but Michael, your prince. Now uh, see, uh, there was uh, two different princes here. The evil, uh, evil angels and, and good angels in a, in a battle of war. And uh, Michael says that he uh, he's going to return and fight. Uh, uh, this that there is a continual fight. There's a continual warfare, not only uh, among uh, the uh, the man of God, as Paul describes in six and seven chapter Romans, but there's uh, angelic beings uh, are, are are doing battle. And the whole book of Revelation shows you the consummation of the battle of God and Satan, Christ and Antichrist. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.